0: The NFC South is in shambles. Alabama gets a rebound win by, you guessed it, running the ball. Is Lane Kiffin going to Auburn? Bama Hoops is back, and we remember the Virginia football players killed this past Sunday. All this and more on our Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. Let's go! Let's go, don't wait, this night's almost over, honest,
1: let's make.
0: What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host Jacob Sermon at Jake's Take Podcast, or my personal Instagram Jake_Self14. Joining me as always is my co-host Christy. Hi. And you can find her on Instagram at Christy Marie underscore double zero. Same is same that username as TikTok. And we've got a lot to go into. So first off, Christy, the main focus of this episode. The NFC South is a mess.
1: They are, but there was a little surprise with the Falcons-Panthers game. I think I had picked the Falcons, and I think we both might have thought that, and that's not what happened.
0: I think we all were picking the Falcons, but, I mean, with this, I jokingly said in our last episode that it's going to be very rare for these teams to tie, but I wouldn't be Mm -hmm. surprised if it were – the Falcons, and the Panthers out of all teams, okay. and the NFL to tie.
1: Yeah, they kind of surprised me, though, the Panthers, with their run game.
0: They definitely did, especially because they just traded away Christian McCaffrey a right. few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, no, I, their run game is, is almost much better without him.
0: No, definitely. I feel like it's just something that's a little weird. Now, don't get me wrong, they're still very much, I guess – tanking for Bryce that's kind of how it looks is either that they're tanking for Bryce CJ Stroud or Will but I mean you know most teams usually are supposed to do worse after trading with their best player this team is somehow finding a way to do better
1: yeah and I don't I'm not sure if there was a relationship thing I know we talked about it before like when Christian McCaffrey left there was no like animosity or anything so yeah I'm not sure why that is
0: well it's kind of surprising because yesterday when I was watching Sunday Night Football Mike Trico was mentioning how Christian McCaffrey's mom was so excited when he came to the 49ers and how Mm -hmm. his parents were super excited because you know Ed used to play under Kyle Shanahan's dad and Kyle was a ball boy there and Mm -hmm. Kyle. Is very close to the family. And that kind of got me thinking, you know, even though Christian doesn't have any bad animosity or anything towards the Panthers, did his parents have any feeling about it? And, I mean, if they did, it's okay.
1: Yeah, and maybe that team was just a stepping stone for him to make his way there.
0: Well, I feel like that's kind of what happens with a lot of teams, especially in the NFL. You know, you have to be on a bad team – before you realize you're on a good team. I mean, the same thing happened with Ronnie Harrison,
1: mm-hmm. he was going
0: from the Chargers to the Patriots, and he turned out to be, you know, a mainstay on that team. So I definitely have to agree. But I mean, still, like, it was very surprising to hear Mike Tirico say that because I'm thinking, you know, everyone's excited that Christian McCaffrey's here. But now you're saying, yeah, it's like his mom was waiting by the phone until Christian called and said, yeah, I just got yeah. traded. I'm going to the 49ers.
1: I think moms have a lot of impact.
0: I mean, I definitely think so. I mean, she is from California. Right. And I mean, he went to Stanford, too. I mean, both his – okay, that's probably a big part of it. You know, they all went to Stanford. So, I think that was a really big part of it, too. And, I mean, he was dynamic when he uh-huh. was at Stanford. So, I mean, that could be part of it. But, yeah, I mean, it was very surprising. What wasn't surprising is that the Saints lost. Um, <laughs> I mean, they can't tank because they traded away their first-round pick. So, I mean – a win over the saints, i mean the falcons in week 1 is okay because the falcons still are decent. Mm-hmm. but there's so much so many problems with the atlanta falcons that need to be solved.
1: yeah, the and the falcons couldn't stop the panthers run. i mean uh, yeah, i don't know. we had them at number 1 for their division, but i'm not sure that they're going to hold to that.
0: i don't know if they can. i mean, this is a team that has such dynamic players but don't know how to use them right and i don't know if there's a culture in the atlanta falcons and i mean i know that usually we say that about the city of charlotte but it looks like right now the falcons don't know what kind of team they want to be and of course they're going to do the same thing where they usually do is that they'll say oh it's the coach's fault we're going to fire mm-hmm. him whatever this isn't what needs to be done you need to just figure out who is going to be I guess, the leader of that team? Because it's not Marcus Mariota. Mm, no,
1: Um, but I did see that there are no plans to bench him. So what is the plan?
0: I mean, right now, I just found out that Felipe Franks is listed as a quarterback slash tight end. When did that happen?
1: Oh, yeah, that's interesting.
0: <laughs> and then, I mean, I'm guessing, I, then I don't know why they have Desmond Ritter there. I mean... It's... But
1: I also feel like, this point in the season, you should have these things made up, and you need to have the players who you're going to play. Obviously, injuries happen, and you have backups, but you should have your identity by now.
0: But Marcus Mariota cannot throw the ball (laughs) more than 15 yards.
1: Right, and obviously their run game's not doing much, so.
0: No, and I mean, you have capable running backs, too, and you have talented wide receivers. This offense just keeps going backwards, and... I mean, we've seen it as Alabama fans that you can't just win the games in the NFL with defense. I mean, mm-hmm. there's only probably been one team that I've seen do that in the past few years, and that was the Denver Broncos in 2015.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they you still have to answer if the other team puts up scores.
0: Exactly. So I don't know really what the Falcons can do. I feel like right now it's not one of those things where they should just say, oh, we're going to give up because they have – have some quality wins, Mm -hmm. but right now, I mean, they're lacking that leadership.
1: Yeah, I feel like they're not the only team we're seeing that with this
0: year. No, I think, believe it or not, that's actually about half the teams Mm -hmm. in the NFL. I mean, kind of like the Broncos, the Colts, which were very surprising, looked good yesterday. Right. Um. The Patriots, Uh, that O-line just needs to block for Mac. I don't know why they don't like him for some reason, but it's really annoying. Um, The Saints probably have a problem with leadership, too. Um, The Bucs probably do, too. Well, Todd Bowles is their coach. But the point is, I mean, there are so many teams that just have leadership issues, and it's getting out of hand because these are the players who are the same demographic as you and I.
1: Right. And like you said, there's just a lot of wasted talent on these teams.
0: I So I really don't know what to think right now. I mean, I think right now, I'm going to say something that my dad has always told me. These teams are getting cute. They're trying (laughs) too much and they're trying to be cute and it's not working out. Now, he doesn't say it to me like that, but he would always say, You're rushing into something. You're trying to be cute. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. It's not working.
1: No, I think that's wise advice.
0: So, I mean, you know, shout out to my dad for (laughs) being able to tell me that. And I can, you know, quote him on the podcast. (laughs) But, I mean, that's what I think these teams are trying to do. They're trying to do too, too much. Because I know how exciting it is to be the Vikings or the Mm -hmm. Eagles or the Bills or the Chiefs. But if you're not those teams, it's okay. You know? How long were the Vikings bad before they got good?
1: Right, and you have to be able to do those cutesy things with consistency.
0: Yeah, speaking of cutesy things, Leonard Fournette is not a quarterback.
1: (laughs) He's not, and Tom Brady's not a receiver. No, I
0: mean, I feel like we should have learned that in the Uh, Super Bowl in 2018 when they tried to throw the ball and it went off his fingers.
1: And I really don't think Leonard Fournette's pass was that bad. It was Brady tripping over his own feet.
0: So, I mean, breaking down the play, it started out bad when they rolled Fournette out. Mm-hmm. You don't roll a non-quarterback out. And then he threw across his body, which is Cardinal sin number one <laughs> as a quarterback. And then after that, Tom Brady falls down. Uh,
1: and he gets up very slowly.
0: And he gets up slowly. And then he gets a tripping call. Yes. Yes. So the whole sequence is hilarious, and of course Tom Brady's mad because he's Tom Brady. But everyone else at the, you know, who's watching this game at nine forty-five, is laughing.
1: Yeah, like you said, cutesy. But when cutesy goes wrong, it's funny.
0: I mean, that's what my thoughts are. But look, I love a trick play. You know, Mm -hmm. I love how you can do that every now and then. But once again. It goes back to what my dad says, you know, if it works, Mm -hmm. great. If it doesn't, you're trying to be cute and you're trying to do something that you shouldn't do.
1: Right. And I also think you can't overdo it.
0: No, I mean, you know, in Madden, you think about how people will play and they'll throw a running back pass or they'll throw a screen and it's a double pass. And those are fun. But I think with this, why they have to feel the need to have Mm -hmm. Leonard Fournette throw a pass. I mean, they almost could have scored on that drive.
1: Yeah, no, I I think they could have, and I'm not sure if they – I don't know what they thought. It's hard to tell.
0: No, it really is. And then speaking of quarterbacks, the Panthers actually are now in a quarterback controversy.
1: I saw where they're starting Baker. You know, P.J. Walker got hurt. But, I mean, it's between Baker and Sam Darnold, like – who do you choose?
0: Well, here's the thing. Both of them have their struggles. So coming out of college, Sam Darnold would turn the ball over. He struggled so badly in that. And then he got to New York, and he was not much better there. With Baker, it wasn't his concerns about holding on to the ball or playing a good game. It was his characteristics. hmm So it was, your choices are guy who consistently turns the ball over, guy who's better, but has character issues, and someone who doesn't really feel interested or invested in the team. Either way, as bad as it sounds, it's a lose-lose situation.
1: It really is, but I think for the Panthers, and we've been talking about the leadership issues, I'm not sure that Baker's a good fit because he's not going to bring that leadership. If something goes wrong, he's going to be blaming it on his team and he's not going to take the responsibility.
0: Which I feel like part of how he became a better leader. I mean, looking at Baker ever since he was the quarterback at Oklahoma, he was Mm -hmm. not a good leader. He got Mm -hmm. better over time. But the reason he got better was because of Lincoln Riley. Right. Now that you have. He's had a revolving door Mm -hmm. of coaches. It's not the same.
1: It's not. You need that consistency and someone to build you up so you can go and build your players up.
0: No, absolutely. But speaking of consistency, Alabama is back (laughs) with consistency with a win.
1: It's about time.
0: So the first thing that I have to say is that the first half was awful, but the second half of the game showed elements of tied football from the past.
1: Yeah, it almost makes you wonder what Saban went in and said in the locker room during halftime.
0: Well, you saw that play where Seth, you know, messed up the snap and Bryce mm-hmm. wasn't ready. And then they showed on the sideline Bryce going off on the team and then Nick Saban joining. Usually yeah. we're so used to it being Nick Saban going off on the team. Right. So I don't think leadership is an issue for. Bryce, and I mean, you know, whichever team drafts him is going to get a terrific leader. But I think with this, that lit a fire, and which was very much needed for this team.
1: No, definitely. Like you said, I don't think it's a leadership problem at Alabama. It's a mindset problem.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think a lot of people are saying, well, this could be having to do with NIL or Mm -hmm. other things. And I mean, that's part of it. But it's also that, you know... The weird thing to say about this is that you're dealing with kids who are born in the 2000s. Yes. Kids who are born in the 2000s, especially who are, you know, 2002, 2003, are so used to having things handed to them that it's kind of showing. And I think that's kind of what's happening with all these younger players now.
1: No, I agree. And it's like the generation of instant gratification as well. So, You know, they get, they go to Alabama and they think everything's going to be handed to them and Saban's going to turn them into a great player and they don't realize they also have to put in the work.
0: No, and I mean, you look at some of the best players under Nick Saban, I mean, and it can range. I mean, you have players like Rashawn Evans, Minka. Minka is from the middle of nowhere in New Jersey Mm -hmm. and he still came out and became one of the best players ever. So I think it's just more of the, they haven't been humbled enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm hoping that these two losses that we had is humbling. Because I remember in 2016, when we lost to Clemson, Marlon Humphrey tweeted out a picture and posted it on his Instagram and said, I've forgotten what it's like to lose.
1: Right, and I think that's been said by a lot of other fan bases that Alabama kind of needs to lose again just so we know what it feels like and get that hunger back.
0: And that starts with running the ball. So maybe (laughs) Bill O'Brien has listened to the show. Um, If he has, uh, we are not sorry for yelling at you all the time.
1: No, you know, I'm a nice person, but I also call it like I see it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think with this, this is great. You know, we got to run the ball again. And
1: where has this been? Right. I mean, it's obviously working now, and so it would have worked before.
0: It's we've said it before for the past, you know, six weeks. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. But I think with this, the next question has to be what's going on with Jameer? I mean, he didn't play at all in the second half.
1: Yeah, I know he had that ankle injury, but he was still dressed. And I think I read somewhere that one of the reporters asked the coaches if he was okay to play. And they said yes, and then he never did. So I'm not
0: sure. I think right now it could have just been that we've been writing Jameer a lot the past lot. few weeks. And he's been struggling with this O-line. Now, with Jace, he's a much more powerful runner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He is a lot like B-Rob, which is good. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, we loved B-Rob and we're yeah. thankful for him.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was good to see Jace get some more runs. But I also think maybe, because uh, we saw some other people, we saw Kendrick Law in there. All of our receivers looked decent, so I think maybe Saban is trying to get these other players in there and some experience. Because besides the Iron Bowl, the rest of our schedule, I think, will be pretty lax.
0: I mean, we play Austin P on Saturday, mm-hmm. and this is and obviously we've learned our lesson about asking Nick Saban about if the young players are going to play because he's going <laughs> to say, "Well, how do y'all know they're going to play?" Right. And I I obviously love that uh, press conference. If you all want to see Nick Saban's press conference, type in Nick Saban press conference, dead, buried, and gone, 2015. You you should find it. It was terrific. But I think he was just trying to see if we could get a spark. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I think it definitely helped. You know, seeing Kendrick Law step up, seeing JaQuori Brooks step up, Cameron Latu step up. And, I mean, Jermaine Burton, too. I I know that he has had a rough few weeks.
1: Yeah, and the O-line was finally consistent.
0: I think the one thing that is on a lot of our minds, though, is if Will is okay.
1: Yeah. He's just, I don't know. He's not the same player he was last year.
0: I think it's because that so many teams now are trying to double him and make him, you know, be, say, Hey, you know, you're not going to beat us, which opened up, you know, the dominance of Byron young. And there were so many times where I would yell during the game. What do you think before this Thanksgiving beans, rice, Jesus Christ and Byron.
1: No, I agree. And I think that also caused a spark within them, but. With Will, it's okay if he's not the best player out there, but I think it's not okay for him and his mindset, and that's affecting his leadership.
0: Yeah, I mean, he – I think part of it, too, is that people have been saying so much about him this year, mm-hmm. and they're saying, you know, this is the guy who's going to break Derek Thomas's record. They said the same thing about Jonathan Allen. Mm-hmm. That is so hard. And, I mean, Alabama fans – have seen Derek Thomas highlights and know how dominant he was. And to put Will Anderson, who is a 20-year-old, in that same category, that's just too much.
1: It is. He's had a lot of pressure on his shoulders this season.
0: So I think right now – and, I mean, to see Byron and Dallas step up, that was terrific. I Mm -hmm. mean, I think right now, hopefully we hope Will's okay. He looked okay. He was out there. I think he Mm -hmm. just might – Need some massaging on his shoulder. And then Ery Rick should be okay. So we should be good in the next upcoming weeks. And then moving on to our next focus, is Lane going to Auburn? True or rumor?
1: (laughs) I say rumor because, again, maybe it's just me. But I think he's holding out for Saban's spot.
0: I saw a picture earlier of... (laughs) Saban talking to Lane and Lane's son Knox and Knox's face is just so lit up and I said okay yeah he definitely wants to go back to Tuscaloosa now Landry I don't know I feel like she's just having way too much fun
1: yeah but I mean look at Lane all the things he almost says something about Saban or the Alabama team every single week like what other past assistant does that
0: uh maybe Kirby
1: maybe but he's not He's not going anywhere.
0: No, Kirby's from Alabama, but I think, you know, Kirby wants to stay at Georgia. I think with Lane, Lane found a way to improve himself, and mm-hmm. he worked his way back up. I know that with Tennessee, he bolted for USC, and then USC, we had the tarmac firing And then from Alabama, he worked his way up. Now, I think with this, he wants to be at Alabama and we want him there. We also would love him back right now, but he's not going to go from being a head coach to OC again. No. So I think with this, I don't know where this idea comes from, but I just also don't know why Auburn fans who should be celebrating a win with their interim head coach – are trying to get excited about Lane potentially coming.
1: Yeah, so I think this was before. All those memes kind of started before this win with Cadillac.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think it might have there too. But I feel like he's their best bet in a potential coach.
1: Oh, I think so too. I think the atmosphere was completely different. I mean, the team gave him the game ball.
0: Yeah, and I mean... Cole Kubelik, another Auburn grad, was interviewing him, and I think that meant a lot, too. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm not saying, you know, give Cadillac an empty briefcase or a blank check, but he wants to be there, and Auburn would be dumb if they didn't realize that Cadillac was their guy.
1: Oh, I think it's their best bet, especially with their new AD. I think the only thing holding them back is he would be the most inexperienced coach that they have ever hired.
0: Right. But, I mean, I think with it, though, is that he knows Auburn. Mm-hmm. You know, He played there. He was there during a very important time for them. So I think that improves his likelihood. He also knows the boosters. That's the other thing, too, is mm-hmm. that no matter what we talk about, Auburn's boosters need to just not be as involved.
1: Right. I, I mean, if you just watch the game and you can see the environment just the look on people's faces was completely different than the rest of their season.
0: Well, I also think it's worthy to say that any person who has said the phrase let's ride has ended up having a terrible season. This is true. <laughs> so because Brian Harson said, Auburn family, let's ride, we, we know what happened.
1: No, Cadillac saying was, do it for Caddy.
0: I like that better.
1: I do, I like it.
0: I think with this, I mean, you know, he has two more games, but still, one, he beat Texas A&M, which I think is hilarious. Right. Um, and there's also a graphic that Texas A&M is the first team – to ever have a number one recruiting class and then have a losing record.
1: Can I just say I called it? Yes. Okay. I'm going to hold it. And
0: then Jimbo can't even say the word narcissist.
1: Nope.
0: And also, daily reminder, Jimbo, please change your name. You're almost 60. You do not need to go by Jimbo. No. Um, but I definitely think that Auburn should go after Cadillac as their coach. I mean, he wants to be there. And I mean, you know, he loved his time there. And I feel like, Fans who are fans of Auburn, especially since Cadillac's time, would do anything for him.
1: Yeah, I just hope they give him some slack in the Iron Bowl because, I mean, obviously I think they're going to lose to Alabama, but you can't just write him off if they do. I mean, that's a huge game, and he's still come in there and turn the program around in one game. Especially,
0: especially because this game is played in Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. and Alabama just performs differently in Tuscaloosa. Right, they do. So I definitely think with that it's very important to see. But moving on to our next topic, family basketball is back. I know that you're not a huge, huge fan of basketball, but you know right now, someone had said, "Are we bad in football because we wanted to be good in basketball?" I sure hope not.
1: No, and I, why can't we be both a basketball
0: I don't and a Know why? Too? I mean, I feel like we could. We definitely should be soon. But, I mean, this team looks great. They almost had 100 points last week. NATO's is still looking good. Um, they have this mantra of blue-collar basketball, so they give out the hard hat to who had the best game. So, obviously, y'all will hear me say probably for the next four months, it's a hard hat holiday, respectfully, because – We say that all the time, but I definitely think it works out. Um, I don't know. I mean, we haven't played anyone in SEC play yet, but Tennessee lost. So, you know, it seems wide open right now. And it looks like Auburn basketball is struggling.
1: So it's kind of following a little bit like football. I know they're a brand new team, kind of like the Alabama team this year in football.
0: Yep. So they are definitely a brand new team. So we'll just kind of have to keep our mindset there. And finally, um, we do want to bring this up. It is with heavy hearts that if y'all haven't heard about the insight with the Virginia players in the shooting, it's definitely a very hard topic. And um, obviously, I know you're out in. Virginia area so kind of how's everyone been feeling right now
1: yeah I think you know waking up and seeing that on the news like you said being in Virginia the first place your mind goes back to is the Virginia Tech shooting um I'm glad it didn't amount to that but one victim is too many
0: no I mean it definitely is I mean um The best thing to say right now is that we're all Cavaliers for this. I mean, sports go beyond anything after your team or wins and losses. This is where you come together and support one another. And it's just, you know, so sad to hear because, you know, these are three football players who were killed and they you know, no one should be having to call these young men's parents and deliver the hard news.
1: Right. And like you said, young men, I mean, they were kids with their whole future, their whole life ahead of them.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, there was another one who was injured Mm -hmm. and the Washington Post spoke with this young man's father and he said he's in stable condition. But they're saying that, thank goodness that it was his physical condition, and he was young, because he's only, you know, 20. Right. That's why he's doing well. And that's so sad to hear. Yeah, because, it's a
1: senseless act. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know when it's going to end. I mean, we all remember Spencer Webb passing away a few months ago, and then, obviously, you know, you had mentioned the Virginia Tech shooting, mm-hmm. but... I mean, it's just getting out of hand. I mean, obviously no one can prepare for a death or an event like this. But this is just, you know, hard to put into words. I feel like right now, you know, it's one of those things where we can say, you know, we're thinking of you. But, you know, these parents, this coach, Tony Elliott is a brand new coach.
1: Yeah.
0: He came from Clemson. He was at Clemson for 10 years. And now he has to bring together his team and think, how am I going to address this to all of these players and coaches?
1: Yeah, it's a sad situation. And I think it's a mental health battle on both sides. So people need to lean on each other.
0: I definitely have to agree. I mean, they have mentioned that they have canceled some of the games, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is important. I mean, no one's going to be mad at players for canceling a game or a you know event but i also think with this right now it's a lot for this not only school but this state the city and i mean even the south you know we don't talk about virginia that much on this podcast but still i mean they're a big part of the south and we wouldn't be here without them
1: well we thank you from virginia
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I am glad to be a part. So, obviously, everyone, please be sure to keep Virginia in your thoughts and prayers. If you learn more about this, please be sure to continue to support it. I mean, this is hard, especially for anyone. And we all know that with this, it will get better, but it's going to take some time. You know, healing mm-hmm. doesn't happen overnight. And very soon, you know, we'll be. I don't want to say back to normal, but we'll start being able to heal. It's just going to take some time, but that is going to do on this episode of Jake's Take. I wish we could have ended it on better terms, but you know sometimes we have to have these harder conversations. Yeah, that's simple. okay. Um, but as always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok at Jake's Take Podcast or my personal Instagram Jake 14. You can find Christy on her Instagram and TikTok. At Christy Marie underscore double zero. As always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network. Your home for all things sports and different forms of variety. Obviously, Christy and I talked last week about how we have some merch on sale. Be sure to check out our link trees for that because I cannot say the website super fast. <laughs> be sure to type in VSN 10 and you will get 10% off your merch there. Obviously, we have some exciting content coming out, and we are so excited. Thanksgiving's coming up, one of the best holidays ever. So if you're trying to skip Thanksgiving and go into Christmas, how dare you? Um, And this is going to be terrific, so be sure to catch some games and enjoy everything in this regards. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon. Basically, we're on all platforms. As always, thank you so much for all the love and support we couldn't have done it without y'all. Drop a like, drop a follow, subscribe, share this with your friends. And as always, as always, be kind to each other, be the best version of you you can be, create happiness. Think of others right now. You know, it is a tough time and we need to lean on each other. And as always, as always, we will see and hear from y'all later. Take care.
1: Bye.